You're listening to the Remorseless Podcast. Hey guys, it's Beth Fisher. What's up? Welcome to episode number 12, where we're going to be talking about unrelenting disappointment. Okay, that sounds fun, right? Like who doesn't want to talk about disappointment? Here's the scoop. You know, I always take you to scripture. Here's the verse, Proverbs 13, 12. What does it say? Well, let me tell you. Unrelenting disappointment can leave you heart sick. This is the best part of the verse. It's the second half of it. But a sudden good break can turn your life around. That's what I am here to talk to you about on this episode today. What does unrelenting disappointment look like? Well, pretty sure coming off of last year, we all know that. But basically, it's things in life that just keep coming at us like one thing after another. And you're like, when is this freaking thing going to give me a break? I don't know. But I got to keep going because I have to believe that one sudden good break that I don't know about yet is going to like turn this whole thing around. And it's true. It's really true. So thank you for being here. I'm really glad that you showed up. Continue to show up on your journey and be who God created you to be. And buckle up, settle in, chill out, do what you need to do. Episode 12. Let's go. Hey guys, it's Beth. Thank you for joining me today. I'm really glad you're here on Remorselessly Biblical. Thank you to Life Network for Women for having us. You guys can download the app. It'll be in the show notes. Make sure you do that because there are a lot of really, really good people on here, good insights, good inspiration, just kind of a good word, right? So make sure you guys get the app and continue to show up and be a part of our ongoing journeys with you because that's what we are in this thing called life together. thought we would dive right into scripture today. How about those apples, huh? But before we do, okay. Take a quick detour here. I want to just say this to you. You guys know me by now enough to realize that I care an awful lot about being exactly who God created you to be, right? So the most beautiful love story of all time is scripture. It's the 66 books of scripture where God says, hey, I'm going to make you, I'm going to create you just so I can be with you. That's the story. But how many of us have been abandoned or have been in bad relationships or don't really believe that we are good enough for God to hang out with, right? We just think that there's no possible way this almighty being, our almighty creator, this infinite being of love wants to be with me, this broken and sort of sometimes we feel worthless. It's almost this impossibility at times to believe that we are worthy enough to be in the presence of God. But you know what the Israelites were, the folks in the Old Testament were, all you have to do again is read scripture. So I continue to encourage you guys to do that. Pick up your Bibles. You know, it's not going to be an easy read out of the gate, but it's not going to be read at all unless you pick it up. So where are we going today? Again, with an encouragement to be exactly who God made you to be. And remember that God made us to be with us. Well, who is the us? Everybody. Everybody that says, God, I want to be in a relationship with you. He doesn't say, well, I will hang out with you, but not with you. It's not middle school, you guys. It's not like there's an in crowd and an out crowd. Remember those days where you used to walk into school or you used to walk into even just, I don't know, a field, a a mall. It doesn't matter the where you walked into, but you would often always sort of see like groups of people. 
and, and feel left out. And then you start to, when you don't belong, feel like, well, who am I? Why am I not good enough to be around those people? The us whom God made is all of us. Okay. So we are exactly where we're supposed to be at this point on our journeys. We are exactly who we are supposed to be always from the moment that God formed us. Even before that, he knew us. We're the ones that get in our own way and kind of tell ourselves these recurring stories that, oh, I don't know if we're good enough. I don't know if I can fit into that crowd. I don't know if I can be this kind of person or be this way. Just be who you are. So let's start there. That is where we're going. And I want to take you all the way back to Genesis. That's the beginning. That's what the word Genesis means, you guys. So Genesis is the first book of the first five books of scripture that are referred to as the Pentateuch. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Genesis is the very first book. And you can put the Pentateuch, the first five books of scripture, in the front of any spiritual book, in the front of the Quran, in the front of any sort of other book that talks about different ways of thinking or different history. Because literally, you guys, the first five books of the Bible, it's how we all got here. It's the beginning of the world. It's the beginning of life. It's where the creation story is found. So in Genesis 1:27, who are we? Let's start there. Then God said, I'm in verse 26, leading up to 27. Genesis 1:26. then God said, let us make man in our image. Okay, first of all, who's he talking to? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Jesus has always been as well, right? The triune God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So God says to Jesus, to the Holy Spirit, let us make man in our collective image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on earth. Verse 27, here we go. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. You guys, we are made with worth and mattering and value and, wait for it, power and might and ability and skill sets. We are made for an utmost life. But what happens in life? A setback often comes our way on the course of our journeys. And then instead of having this utmost life, we say, mm, I'm going to have a most life. And then when most kind of happens, and then we have another setback, then we settle for an almost life. Almost, most, utmost. We are utmost beings, you guys. And so many of us say, this happened in my past. This happened to me. Or maybe I made this decision myself. And I did something bad to somebody else. And we, we get so stuck in unforgiveness that we forget that we're made in God's image and his likeness. And we are forgiven, right? So the other place I want to take us today to sort of hone in on what I mean by an almost, most, and utmost life. So I want to go to Proverbs. Sometimes people have come to me and said, you know, not everything in the Bible is true. What about the passage where it says, raise a child up, right? And if you do that, they won't go astray. And we all know people, maybe it's you who have done that. We've raised our children in the word and they have definitely gone astray. Does that mean the Bible's not true? No, 
The Bible is absolutely true. It means that for each of us, again, the way that we read it is different and the things that we are experiencing in life over the course of our individual journeys is going to be different. So therefore, the scriptures that are written in the Bible are going to mean different things at different points in our lives. So Proverbs are um, a book. It's Proverbs is a book of pithy sayings. They are things that typically come true, will come true at some point or another over the course of our journeys. But perhaps while you're in it, kind of in the thick of things, may not hold true in those moments. However, this is the, the verse in Proverbs I really want you to go to, Proverbs 13, 12, which says, I'm going to paraphrase, you guys know as I, I always do. Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heartsick. Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heartsick, but a sudden good break can turn your life around. Okay, what does that mean? Unrelenting disappointment. Think about a disappointment that you have during the course of your day. That happens a lot, right? Somebody says something to you, you're kind of disappointed by the way that they have communicated with you, or you had maybe your to-do list and then you just got completely sidetracked or other people needed your attention or something came up out of nowhere and you had a disappointment throughout the day. That's one kind of disappointment. Didn't go according to plan. What does Proverbs 13, 12 mean when it says unrelenting disappointment? That means, you guys, disappointment that keeps coming at us and coming at us and coming at us. Picture the ocean. Picture you're out in there and waves keep coming at you and knocking you down. Has that ever happened? Okay. Let me tell you a quick story. That actually happened to me when I was a teenage girl, like the worst possible time. I was on vacation with my family, with other families, and I'm having a good time and I'm out in the ocean and I'm waving to people, my family and their friends and our collective family friends who are on the beach and just enjoying the day. Beautiful day, we were in the Atlantic Ocean and I turn around to wave to everybody and kept getting knocked down by waves. I'm trying to get to them, I'm walking in and I just keep getting knocked down and knocked down and knocked down until finally the last time I stood up, yeah, the wave was so much that it literally knocked off my bathing suit. Only I didn't know it. So I'm standing there waving it. Yeah. Thank goodness that was a long time ago before, um, you know, phones and pictures were all instantly available. So nobody has that on, on footage, I don't think. But those waves kept knocking me down. Life sometimes keeps knocking us down. It's unrelenting disappointment. We can get through seasons of life where there's a difficulty. Maybe you've had an illness at some point in your life, like I have, and you know, and that was a season in life. And that for me lasted um, about 12 or 14 months until I started to recover. I got through that. But think about after that 12 or 14 month period, if the very next day when I got through that, I had been diagnosed with cancer again. I know that has happened to people and it's, it takes a, a really strong amount of fortitude to get through that again. And then imagine you go through a second time and you get through that and then it, it happens a third time, like immediately, it's unrelenting, it keeps coming. That's what 2020 felt like for a lot of us and we're sort of still there, but I think we are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel as well. So it doesn't seem as unrelenting as it once did because we're moving out of that season of COVID. We're finding vaccinations or not finding, we have found and we're starting to implement those. And so it doesn't feel as much like last year when it just never felt like it was letting up. That's unrelenting disappointment. And people get stuck there because they say, 
I don't know when this thing's going to end. And I can't take one more disappointment. I just can't do it. So what happens? They settle and they get stuck in this almost life. They say, there's no utmost life for me. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. I can't do it anymore. So I'm just going to stay stuck. But that is not who God created us to be. We're not almost people. We're not even most people. We are Christians. We are believers. We have the Holy Spirit living and breathing active inside of us. And if God is infinitely powerful, what does that say about us? If we wield that power for the benefit of others, as God did for us. What can you do right now to change your circumstances, to change maybe a disappointment that you're going through, to rise up out of that and to say, I'm not going to be an almost person. I'm not going to live an almost life. I'm going to be an utmost person who's going to live an utmost life with the spiritual gifts that God gave me. And I'm going to use those gifts to help better somebody else's life. That is the story of scripture, you guys. That is the story of love. That is a story of being authentic and being exactly who God created you to be. It's not to say he made a mistake. Well, God made these people better than me. Their circumstances are better than mine. He must have made a mistake. Nope. Nope. God never makes mistakes. He knows exactly what he's doing at all times, always. The, the issue, the disconnect, if you will, comes in when we, in the middle of it, don't quite see it. Because we're so heavy burdened, heavy laden with difficult circumstances that we can't see what's up ahead. We can't get back up out of the water, fully covered, and say, I got this thing. Because the disappointment is, is stopping. It's becoming a little less unrelenting. And I know I can get through this because I've got the most powerful God living and breathing inside of me, right? The Holy Spirit. When we become believers, the Old Testament said the Holy Spirit came and sat upon us. The New Testament, when we have Jesus says the Holy Spirit resides within us. Talk about that for a second. Think about every day when you wake up, the things you can do and what you can accomplish because God not only is on your side, he's living within you. He's living within you. So I'm going to take you to another verse in Proverbs pretty quickly that says, um, what does this mean for us? And what do we have to kind of watch out for on this journey of unrelenting disappointment? What do we have to protect? Verse four, sorry, chapter four, Proverbs four, verse 23. Keep your heart with all vigilance for from it, from your heart, the springs of life. Another way to say it, out of the heart flow the wellspring of life, right? Our well-being, our hearts, that is where life and just our joy, everything comes from, right? Our hearts. So what happens when we have unrelenting disappointment? What does the verse say? It leaves us heart sick. So if out of the heart is the wellspring, our well-beings of life, but unrelenting disappointment leaves us heart sick, what do we do, right? We can understand why we want to stay stuck. We can understand why if our hearts are broken and we have unrelenting waves of bad seasons of life, that our hearts hurt. I mean, my heart hurt, still hurts when I think about it with what went on last year. Over 400,000 people in the United States have died from COVID. I had a team member 
who died from COVID. It doesn't seem right. And if I, if I stay stuck too long thinking about that, my heart gets sick. And when our hearts are sick, we can't move forward. We stay stuck in an almost life. We have to rise above that, you guys, and go back to the fact that we are made in God's image. In his likeness, we are made. Imagine if God gave up for us. Imagine if God was heart sick as he watched his only son hang from a cross. So that's the wrong way to say it, isn't it? It's not if God was heart sick. Can you imagine your only child giving up your only child to save humanity? I am incredibly close with my daughter and people who know me will attest to this. I'm my older age, much more patient than I used to be, hopefully much more loving, much more empathetic. You know, it took me an awful lot of missteps to get here and to continue to grow on my own journey and, and turn into the woman that I know God made me to be. So I have all of those newfound points of patience and love and empathy. But if you come at my daughter, <laughs> it is another story. It's like game off or game on in that matter. And that, in that, uh, in that case, because I adore her, right? Unconditionally love my daughter. It's no different for God. God unconditionally loves you, his daughter, you, his son, and his son, Jesus, whom he sent to die for us. So think about if God himself would have stayed stuck in an almost God life because his heart was sick at the prospect of sending his only son. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have eternal life. God made an incredible decision to do that for us. So my question to you is what kind of decision are you making for yourself to get unstuck, to move forward, even though you might right now be living with unrelenting disappointment? Don't let it leave your heart sick, you guys. Don't let it do that. Get your mental game in check. Go back to scripture and say, I'm going to guard my heart. I'm going to make sure that with whatever ability I have, P.S., parentheses, ability you have living and breathing inside you, the Holy Spirit, lean on God. Say, God, please give me the strength. I don't know that I can do this thing on my own right now. In fact, I'm pretty sure I can't. I need you. I need you to help me have the strength and the ability to mend my broken heart so that I don't stay stuck in an almost life. Okay, my utmost friends, thank you again for joining me here today on Remorselessly Biblical. Again, as a reminder, you can find me at bethfisher.com. And I just really, really want to encourage you to show up every day on your journey, be exactly who God created you to be, and live remorselessly, which means without guilt, in spite of wrongdoing. Okay, you guys, until next week. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. I hope that was encouraging to you. And, you know, here's the thing. Almost happens, right? I mean, this whole thing, this whole gig of life <laughs> or relationship or a job or whatever thing that you're in requires a process. So it's not that I'm saying almost always sucks. I'm saying that we deserve to be utmost. We have to be okay with being not utmost as we go along, but that should always be the goal. To understand that we're worth it. To understand that settling is crap. Nobody wants to settle for anything. 
And the reason that we do is because we think that's all we're worth. And again, I hope what you heard today reminds you that you're worth more, that you were made for more, and that unrelenting disappointment is not something that you go through and suffer through alone. We all do. We all have to go through it, we all have to deal with it, and we all have to really believe with faith and with ability and with sometimes just struggle, right? That we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there and we are gonna be the utmost people that God made us to be. So again, you guys, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for continuing to tune into this podcast, to continuing to watch on video the Remorselessly Biblical show that is aired through Life Network for Women. I appreciate that as well. If you want to find me and ask me to speak at your conference, at your work, at your thing, happy to do so. And also, if you're interested in personal or professional development, you can find that on my website as well, bethfisher.com. So again, thanks, and I will see you guys next week. Peace.